This is the North Carolina Fusion Podcast. Brought to you by Wake Forest Baptist Health. Thank you for joining us on the North Carolina Fusion Podcast. My name is Scott Wollaston, and I serve as the Executive Director for the North Carolina Fusion. Today I will be speaking with Gianluca Buzio, a former player in the North Carolina Fusion Development Academy program, and now a member of Sporting Kansas City of Major League Soccer. In addition to being the youngest player signed to a Major League Soccer contract since Freddie Adu, he recently competed for the United States in the FIFA U-17 World Cup in Brazil. I also have Gianluca's mother, Dion Buzio, to get her perspective on things as a parent. I hope you enjoy our time with Gianluca and his mom. All right. Welcome to the North Carolina Fusion Podcast. Uh, Today I have Gianluca Buzio joining me. Um, Gianluca is a former player in the North Carolina Fusion Development Academy, and now he's a member of Sporting Kansas City of Major League Soccer. I'm looking forward to the opportunity to talk with him about his soccer journey so far since um, only 16 right now, right? Is that correct? 17. 17. Fantastic. And has accomplished so much already. So um, welcome to the podcast. And I also want to welcome Gianluca's mother, uh, Dion, uh, who will be talking with us about her experience as a, can I say soccer mom? Oh, sure. Okay, fair enough. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. So let's start with Gianluca. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, uh, your family, growing up here in Greensboro, um, kind of your soccer, youth soccer journey, if you will. Yeah, so um, I lived in Greensboro for, I mean, I think 14 years, and I moved to Kansas when I was 14, so, I mean, I grew up playing soccer at, or it was Fusion and Mm -hmm. Goose at the Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, it was great, my brother played there, and Mm -hmm. you know, my whole family was kind of, that was the first team I played for, and Mm -hmm. so that was, it was a great community, and I loved playing there, and you know, everything about my life growing up was soccer, and Mm -hmm. you know, my dad was was Italian, he was born Mm -hmm. in Italy, so... Mm -hmm. He was big on soccer, so growing up, I was kind of just forced right into it, and sure. I'd watch my brother play games with with Kusa and Fusion, mm-hmm. and I just knew that you know that was that was gonna be where I was gonna be next. And then yeah. obviously, I made the jump when I was fourteen, and you know it's been been good ever since. What um what kind of made that impetus to make the jump to go to Kansas City? Um, I think it was just I think it was just time for me to to test test you know the waters. Mm-hmm. And, to see what I could do at a, I mean, a MLS team, and you know, Fusion was was great at you know developing me to to what they could and with what they had. Mm-hmm. And then, but eventually, you know, me as a player, I, I needed to make the next step. And sure. and the MLS is known as being the you know next step higher, especially for academies. So Definitely. I thought that was the next jump. But then, you know, just keep on. They had a the pro pathway that mm-hmm. I could clearly make and mm-hmm. I made it so and how did you get um, identified by Kansas City because you did you go to on trials with other other MLS clubs or how uh, did that yeah. work yeah so I went on so there were three that were um, the, the final three it was mm-hmm. Philadelphia Seattle and Kansas okay and they all came to me first from I think I think it was actually from showcases with Fusion mm-hmm. you know they had the with the academy they had the they had the showcases, the national or whatever showcases, and you know I played in I played in those, and they they come to me from you know to my parents and talk to them, and, mm-hmm. but it's all started with them coming to Fusion and okay. watching me play for Fusion. Awesome. So, um, Dion, obviously you've had kids playing soccer. Yes. Um, talk, <laughs> talk about that uh, that youth soccer journey as as a mom, as a family, and and what that's. I guess meant to you uh, the, the the sacrifices you've had to make and and so on. 
Well, it wasn't really a sacrifice until he left. <laughs> I have to sacrifice my son to let him pursue his dream. Sure. But from the family aspect of it, from the beginning, it was just, it was a, literally a family thing. Yeah. We all played. It was something we could all do together. Mm-hmm. Mateo played. My daughter, Ilaria. At one mm-hmm. point, they all played. Yeah. And my husband was coaching. And I'm an early educator, so I had a whole group of, of preschoolers that I brought in, cool. and they were a team. So I think it was the fun aspect of it and sure. the getting to be with friends and just have fun. So yeah. I think that that was the key to it, yeah. that everybody was involved and excited, and we had fun, and we traveled together on the weekends mm-hmm. once they got older. So I don't see it as a sacrifice sure. because it was something we could do yeah. together, and that just helped us build that family time and that connection and That's even awesome. you know with my daughter <laughs> she said okay I'm not doing it anymore <laughs> not, and that was fine it was yeah. almost a relief <laughs> yeah because that was one less game to travel to sure but I think because at one point my husband was the coach I was the manager <laughs> so it was just kept in the family and then what we realized there was at a point where you know we need to pass it on to, sure. to others more yeah. qualified to do that <laughs> And we did. And, you know, I think it's just that it started out as fun. It was always fun. Yeah. But I think the fun of it and that they were really good at it, yeah. you know, just kept them going with sure. it. So even awesome. when, you know, the more family aspect was out of it, it was still fun and yeah. something they, they felt they could do well. That's awesome. Um, in terms of you being involved um, as a parent, I know you said you, as an early educator, you brought some kids to yes. the program. You've uh, been a parent, you've been a manager, mm-hmm. husband as a coach. Um, am I right that you served on the board for a period of yes, time? Yes, I was on the board for yeah. a time. Yeah. And I um, started a the top soccer program yeah. that's here. Yes. I think it's still, I hope it it's is. still going. It is. But yeah, I started that as a part of a, my master's program. We had to do a final project. Yeah. And because my background is early childhood and early childhood special education, I saw how they connected and made friendships Mm -hmm. and that social aspect of it, how that was for my children. They loved it. They made friends that they're still friends with today, Mm -hmm. playing soccer. And I wanted to have, you know, other kids, all kids in our community to have that opportunity. So I started that and (laughs) passed it on when when I went on to another, another, um, I went to get my PhD and I just couldn't do it with kids and the family. Yeah, sure. But I'm really happy that it's still going. Yeah, it definitely is. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. We'll get mm-hmm. you more info to see oh, what's sure. going yes, on. Oh, sure. Yes, definitely. Um, so, John Luca, what do you, in terms of your role, the role of your parents, like, I mean, you know, we hear all kinds of different stories. Like, at the beginning, parents get, the, get kids to the field and get things, uh, have to pay to play and all those different pieces of it. Um, I feel like there's a part, a point where kids uh, don't want mom and dad to be around anymore <laughs> for various reasons. What, but what's your experience been um, with your parents, uh, both your dad and, and mom? Yeah, um, I don't think that that was a problem for me. Mm-hmm. I, I know I've, I've heard stories also about <laughs> soccer parents and stuff, but I think they were, I mean, they supported me no matter what, and mm-hmm. they were always, you know, positive, so they weren't going crazy if, you know, I didn't do well or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, when I got older, it would be more my dad than my mom, mm-hmm. but, you know, they'll tell me, you know, what to work on, but it was nothing crazy to where, you know, I'm like, I don't want to play anymore. Sure. I hate this. They didn't were, burn you out. Yeah, they were more building me up when I needed to be built up, and they were, you know, just pushing me, because they knew I was good at it, so they knew that, you know... I knew what, when I'm wrong, I know what I have to do, and mm-hmm. they just support me when I'm down, and and yeah, they've never been too involved, you know, they're not the type to be screaming on the sidelines mm-hmm. saying, do this, do that, sure. you know, they'll just, they'll just be quiet and, yeah. you know, clap and support me, and, you know, that's that's been big for me, and, and yeah, you don't, um, 
at some point you probably you know like I don't need my parents anymore mm-hmm. but I think I realized you know once I left I was like well <laughs> it's a lot better <laughs> yeah. to have them at your games every weekend than to not have them so yeah. I yeah. think I, I was you know some when I was you know 13, 14 I was like alright I'm tired of them running around <laughs> but then you know I was in Kansas and yeah. you know I was playing you know big academy games yeah. and eventually professional and mm-hmm. you know they weren't there and I was like oh well yeah, I wish them. them yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's let's go yeah that's good reality. Yeah. What um, I know in, in one of the, I don't know if it was a video I watched or something online, talk about the influence your brother has had on you as well. So can you talk about that, his yeah. hit, kind of what he's done in soccer and, and why that's been such an impact on you? Yeah, he was um, definitely my number one competition, I guess. Mm-hmm. He pushed me the most out of anybody. Could, I mean, even to this day, it's still us competing. Even mm-hmm. He's playing at Charlotte now. Mm-hmm. And, I don't care where I'm playing. If he scores a goal in the college game, I have to score. It doesn't matter what the yeah. what the games are. So, yeah, yeah. Growing up, he was you know everything he did, I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and then eventually it came to a point where you know I wanted to be better than him, and yeah. he was one for me. And yeah. back and forth. And yeah, that was. I mean, it was it was nothing like hate or anything. Sure. Really, you know, it was just some brotherly love. Yeah, and he. I mean, he pushed me. I pushed him, mm-hmm. and you know, he's he still supports me. You know, he loves seeing me. You know, at this at this level, yeah. and you know, hopefully one day it could be both of us at the high level, absolutely, with each other or against each other. You know, just pushing each other to the till we make it where we want to be. Definitely, that's yeah, really. I can really remember awesome. when Mateo was the U tens at our level, but because my husband was still coaching, he was there. He was three years old, mm-hmm. and everything that they did that my husband had them doing, he would do it too. And though he was three. <laughs> And we never told them no. Mm-hmm. You know, if my husband, if they had to run a mile, yeah. I know we used to practice up at Leonard Center, and yeah. they'd run on the trail. Yeah. He was trying to get to the front of the trail to be mm-hmm. at the front of the pack. And, you know, we'd scrimmage, and he'd be with there. He's about this high from the ground and, yeah. you know, getting in between people's knees. <laughs> but he was in there, yeah. and he did it, and that's just carried on. So that's been something really nice yeah. to see is that relationship that is – it's not toxic because sure. it can be it could be really competitive, but mm-hmm. it was really supportive. Yeah. It was I think it was honest and you know honest when you needed to be and supportive when mm-hmm. it needed to be. So I I really am proud of that That's awesome. aspect of it. Do you think that as again as an early educator, do you see that um, the second or third child does get pulled along in terms of oh, uh, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think I think sometimes the, the first one it's a lot of yes the first one error. is kind of coddled <laughs> and more you know more organized and more kind of hovering over yeah. and I always say by the time John Luca came along he was raised by wolves because <laughs> we didn't we didn't have as much time sure. and we really didn't need it because between his brother and his sister they had such a close relationship mm-hmm. so you know he i'd say he got the best of both worlds yeah. because he got kind of that competitive and sports and really active with mateo mm-hmm. but his sister they had another bond too so it was that more creative mm-hmm. and that more emotional side of it that i think mm-hmm. helped him to be a good player is yeah. that he got those both influences and one wasn't privileged over the other mm-hmm. so he got both when he needed it sure so i think that's what helped that's his sweet. development and we always made it it was fun they knew I can say like I never had to push them to get ready for practice mm-hmm. or get in the. It was like mom, come on, you're gonna make sure, me late. So like, yeah, and it's like the minute it becomes a chore for me is when I'm done. Yeah. and it was never it never came to that point, you know. And it was even better when they both could drive. Well, when Mateo could drive, because <laughs> I just put him in the car yes. and <laughs> yeah. go off to practice, and they and I mean they live for it. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's okay. really good, and it's good to hear because I think that a lot of parents don't. Um, they want to know kind of. Do I push? Do I let them 
take it and and it's a tough one I think because I'm sure I'm sure um, you know obviously you guys love the game and wanted to be there all the time but I'm sure that there are times in in players careers where it's hard and they don't they don't want to go to practice right or whatever they, they might be tired but and mom or dad doesn't want to push them because they've heard about burnout but at the same time a gentle nudge sometimes is necessary to fulfill the commitment and hey you've said Mm -hmm. you want to reach these dreams as your parent this is my my take is that you obviously you don't have those moments yeah not really because if it was just like you just it's time to go but it was never you need to do this or no they always did and i think because there was always an aspect of fun yeah and i think that social aspect of it being with their friends Mm. that from the beginning was the the draw and that Mm. kept them in it and that's what kept them going but as for pushing them if you have to push them Mm. then i we (laughs) i mean he'll tell you when they when scouts started calling us and you know we were just like really you know, yeah. we, we never really made, okay, soccer is the way you're going to make it, or right. this is your path, you have right. to stay. It was like, okay, this is going great. Yeah. So I think everything was kind of a, a pleasant surprise for us. So I think it's that we didn't hang all of our dreams yeah. <laughs> on soccer. Yeah, yeah they, I think, I mean, it was good with, you know, what they did when I was playing sports was that they never pushed me, but, you know, they made sure to know if I commit to one thing that you stay in sure. no matter what. So sure. if it's not soccer, if it's basketball, football, what it is, you'll commit throughout however long you committed to the yeah. season. So then, you know, it's not really they have to push me, but, you know, I made a promise to them and they, you know, they're putting money into it. Yeah. So if I'm spending a year of football, they're, I have to commit to that fully, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, that's what they do with soccer. Yeah. I mean, at one point, it would, you know, cost a lot of money. So they're like, one sport, soccer, you're committing to it, yeah. you know, practice, games, all that. Yeah. And, and then, you know, that's it. You know, at the start of the season, they cleared that up and, throughout the year they didn't have to push me because I knew that even if I don't like it I'm going to push through it mm-hmm. then in the end we'll, we'll look at it mm-hmm. that's great yeah that's and awesome. I think we also when it was possible we let them do other things yeah. that they wanted to do because yeah. he played soccer in middle school he got to do basketball mm-hmm. he got to do a little bit of football mm-hmm. and even got to be in a play in middle school for a yeah. little bit until you know the soccer schedule overshook sure. it but it wasn't like I said it wasn't it was a part of our life yeah. but it wasn't the focus of our entire yeah. life even though it kind of does take over your social life. Right. Like, everybody we All knew was friends. because of soccer. So <laughs> yes. now that everybody's gone, we're having to figure out how to make new friends. Yeah. But it was it was a part, but it didn't overtake our life. That's great. So. That's really, um, it's great to hear because mm-hmm. I think that, I think that in, in youth sports, um, a lot of people, families lose their balance mm-hmm. in a way, right? The, 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 a lot of other things become unimportant that probably are pretty important. And I like hearing about, um, that you're able to do other sports and other things because I think sometimes we, you know, want everyone to be really good at soccer and we think that you just drive, you drive, you drive, and people get burned out and it's the stats are showing that mm-hmm. that doesn't actually lead to much success because kids burn out and things like that. So that's really great to, to hear that. In terms of um, from a soccer experience, um, some of our staff, I, I asked them kind of what kind of questions would they want and would they want to ask you if they were here. And one of the things that our technical director asked is, what what are the types of things that you were and maybe even are willing to do on your own time to be an elite level player? Mm-hmm. Um, I think as I mean now that I'm playing at a you know the highest level in Amer- in America, it's it's kind of you know just the, the the diet standpoint, the you know not eating 
you know, unhealthy foods and just taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And obviously now it's off season, so, you know, I'll mm -hmm. go out there anymore. But during the season, it's, you know, it's not, it's more on you. There's not going to be anybody to, they'll tell you, you know, you should do this, but it's, and, and it's you at home saying, making the decision, do I want this or that? And it affects you a lot. So I think, I mean, I'm still young, so, you know, obviously there's some days where I'll be like, you know, maybe this won't hurt me. This <laughs> 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 yeah. Sure. You know, at the end of the season, it's, you really start to look at it like, hey, maybe this did help me yeah. out. You know, yeah. it's the, it's the, I'm still learning a lot because I'm a young kid, yeah. so I don't think it affects you that much. But, you know, every guy that I've talked to has said that, you know, not just, you know, your eating habits, but everything you do outside. So, you know, yeah. staying up late, getting your sleep, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff is is stuff that they've said that they didn't do as a young right. kid, but they know it's really important now that they're older and their body's getting, you know, slower and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, you know, in season, taking care of that is probably pretty big, you yeah. know, may not seem right now. And is there anyone on the uh, on the team that most people would know that has been like a, a great mentor or, or someone that's kind of wrapped their arms around you and said, you know, we want to help you and give you that advice to say, hey, may feel this way right now at 17 but my i'm a 30 some year old and is there anyone in particular that's been great work I mean, with that i mean our team now i think almost everybody's or you know half the team has been in the league for a while yeah. has been in a lot so i think every single one helps me a little bit because mm -hmm. they're all older than me so yeah. you know more. Right. and but um you know guys like matt beasler is yeah. the captain so mm -hmm. he knows and he's been around for a while played mm -hmm. national team yeah. and and sporting at the same time, so he knows how to how to handle a lot of stuff. And but they're all they're all great guys. Cool. They they just want to see me do do well. So yeah. they don't. They're everybody wants knows what what went wrong with them or what went right with them. So mm -hmm. they they pass it down to me, and I definitely listen. That's great. Um, are there certain character traits that you've seen in Gianluca um, that you would say have allowed him to reach a high this high level? Yeah, I, actually, I do. I think that part would. Exactly, surprised. <laughs> no, I, I was trying to think of it because. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's always been a little bit different because you think by the time you have your third kid, we had a boy, we had a girl, so we had a little bit of experience. Yeah. With the, he was always different. He just blew the chart. I mean, it was just, I just threw the book away because like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this kid. Yeah. You know, he was just, he was just different. He yeah. was just, he didn't fit into any one mold. You know, Mateo was more of a competitive sports, physical, and Ilaria was more of a, you know, singing, acting, dancing, friend, social kind mm -hmm. of thing. So I didn't know what to do with him, but I, I think because I, I don't know if he didn't understand the word no, <laughs> or yeah. he just didn't listen, but I think he's just determined if he gets... He has a desire to learn what he doesn't know. If it's mm. something that he wants to do, yeah. he has a natural natural curiosity yes, and a desire yeah. to achieve something. And once he gets that in his head, I just you can't get him get it out of his head. Yeah. So once he got into his head that he wanted to do this, I you know it, it was just we there was no stopping him. So it was either get on the train. Yeah. Or let him drive me crazy, asking me and bringing me, and I knew, and it was, and I, it's not negative. I mean, it was sure. kind of funny because I really saw that he was determined to do this because he was going after it in a way that any adult would have gone about finding out information, doing mm -hmm. research. Mm -hmm. You know, he mentioned it, and I'm like, no, you're not leaving home. At yeah, go <laughs> away. So, yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. So, and he did that. He came back from a U.S. camp. He's like, I got to do this. Yeah. I need to play with kids at that level all the time. Yeah. and. 
we were completely ignorant of mm. the whole process because it really wasn't even in place when Mateo was um, right. going through. It right. wasn't really in place as it was even three years ago. Yeah. So, but he was doing the research. He was talking. He was finding information. Mm-hmm. He was on the internet looking at you know looking at other teams, mm-hmm. and he was coming with you know pretty good information. Yeah. And and you know there were you know scouts and other clubs calling us to say you know yeah. And, you know, we had a good relationship with uh, Mark Nichols. And, you know, I talked to him. And he's like, yeah, you know, we wanted to come out here too. But Mm -hmm. this is a good opportunity. So we didn't, we, we, (laughs) because it was so new, like, is this a scam or something? (laughs) Because, I mean, we, of course, we think he's great. But we didn't think he was, we thought that was a parent's bias. But apparently other people saw it. So we were like, okay, we'll listen. So I think just that it was all it was driven by him when yeah. i say that yeah. i didn't have to put i had to push him maybe to focus on what he had to do at that time like homework right. and right. schoolwork <laughs> but this part of it it was all him so i think that innate desire to yeah. do it yeah. that's i think that was 90 percent of yeah. it because like i said it wasn't a chore yeah. for me at all i just he would just he talked to people and they get of course they had to talk to me because I was the adult. <laughs> yeah. I had to be there <laughs> yeah. to go with him on trips and things like. Sure. But it was all him, and because I saw the effort he put into it, mm-hmm. he was more of the one that made the decisions mm-hmm. because he was able to tell me I like this place because of this. Mm-hmm. This this fits with what I, idea I have for my future, mm-hmm. and I'm like okay that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's so, incredibly mature. Yeah, yeah, he was in mature in places where he needed to be when he wanted to <laughs> be, right. and like cleaning his room, and stuff away, not so stuff. much. Yeah, the normal stuff, not That's so right. much. But That's this, right. I could tell, this was something that that he wanted, and That's if awesome. he had people interested and desire to do it, of course, you know, it's like yeah. And then of course, Mateo said, "You guys would be stupid to not let him do this." So That's great. I think yeah, but I think if you see. I think don't try to make your child something they're not yeah. and support what they are in a good way mm-hmm. is I think because I don't I'd still if I had to write about it I couldn't tell you I just I couldn't tell you because we didn't go set out we're going to have you know a 14 year old pro soccer player. sure that was not our intention sure. yeah so I think just look, listen build that relationship with your child listen to them yeah don't discount what they say just because you want to keep your baby at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it's such a great perspective mm-hmm. and it's so helpful to, to understand as, um, for parents, myself included, mm-hmm. you know, and what maybe um, I'd love to see my kids do. And ultimately, mm-hmm. I want them to find what they love to do, yeah. right? And, and like, I love the, I love how you describe that curiosity because mm-hmm. um, we talk about, we love seeing kids and that that in, intrinsically mm-hmm. just love the game and they're curious about learning more right and that just mm-hmm. drives so many other things so that that's that's fantastic um in terms of uh coaches um what what are the most important things coaches have done for you um i think just the just the, the trust that the coach puts in you. Once you earn a coach's trust and the coach trusts in you, it, you can, it really shows on the field. You know, he's not afraid to, to put you in big moments. So, you know, my coach now, Peter, he's, he's I mean, it's been a great for my development because, you know, he's not shying away from, you know, if there's a big game coming up and, you know, you know and we need a guy to play, he's yeah. not afraid to put me in. Yeah. And that, that shows a lot. Even if I don't play well that game, it yeah. shows that, you know, he, he believes in me. And yeah. once, you know, your, your coach believes in you, the guy who's, you know, giving out contracts, the guy who's putting you in the game, mm-hmm. trusting you yeah. as a player, it's really it's really good for a player's confidence. And confidence is 
probably one of the biggest things as a player. Yeah. And so I think just coaches at all ages really just, you know, really trying to help a player push up. I don't know. It's It depends on the player, really, but yeah. it's also you getting to know the player. The coach yeah. really gets to know the players. And, you know, if this guy is, does, doesn't do well when I yell at him or this guy needs to get yelled at to, you know, kind of push him up, mm-hmm. I think that's that's – for the coaches to, to figure out and to figure out, you know, they get to know their players really. So coaches who actually know the players outside of just, you know, soccer and, yeah. you know, actually have a good relationship, I think that'll get the most out of a player on the field. It's awesome you said that because I think that um, I'll, you've said nothing there about, like, the X's and O's of soccer, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm sure Peter is, you know, brilliant when it comes to those things and, and other coaches you've probably worked with in the academy and, and John Perry and, and all those guys. Um, but... Um, the fact everything you've just said talks about the relationship right? and the the emotional social side of it and I think that's that's really important for for our coaches to hear as well because um, it's it's really important we value that relationship between coaches and players and so if that's a good relationship we feel that it can be a great experience so it's really cool to hear that because that's really that really just um, drives home what we're really trying to do at, at fusion and seeing it that that's the same at a professional level mm-hmm. is yeah. awesome I mean you see guys like Klopp you know, he's obviously <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah. on the sideline, but it's so clear that he loves his players, right? And they want to play for him. So that's really awesome. Um, talk about your uh, your homestay experience. So living with a family, what it, what, it, what is that like? What do you do on your, like, do you have free time? What is it like in comparison to what the other professional players have in their lifestyle, I guess, uh, with their families yeah. and stuff? Yeah, so I've been with the host family or this host family for two years now. And um, it definitely takes some getting used to, you know, it's, it's different, you know, you gotta get used to, you know, can I go upstairs and get a snack? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. And stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, I think you get past that after, you know, the first couple months and, you know, the family I'm with, they're a great family and, you know, they have a, just a good house, a good situation, mm-hmm. they're a loving family, so it made it a lot easier for me to adapt and, and I mean, now at this point, it's kind of like the same, I'm just living at home and sure. you know, I'll go downstairs and just... <laughs> Playing video games for six hours and they know me so it's pretty much the same thing as what I would do at home yeah. so yeah. I think that was, a, that, was a big, <laughs> that was a big relationship for me and you know it's awesome that you know now I mean the first year I couldn't drive I couldn't I had to do online school was that I mean that was really tough yeah and, you know the fact that I had them though to help me and the, them to you know take me outside of, you know, t- treat me as if I'm their family. Yep. I made it a lot easier than eventually, you know, I got the car and started driving and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, now it's just my second home and I'm treated exactly how I would if I, you know, was living here. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, how's it been yeah. for you and like, your comfort good. level? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. It's yeah. like we have an extra family yeah, now. That's we, yeah, we go to Kansas, you know. Um, at one point, I just stay at their house now because when he was still too young to stay by himself and he had spring break or they had spring break for their kids and they had to go away. I'd just come and stay and we do things like a family. We celebrate, we've gone to Kansas for his birthday the past three years and it's been a family. The family celebration was, you know, us and the team. So Sarah and Paul and Anna and Alex. So it's just like they've, they've become a part of the family. And I think it's because we keep communication open. Mm-hmm. I think I text Sarah more than I text my husband because we're talking and, and yeah. you know she and I could tell she cared about him even yeah. from the beginning yeah. when she didn't know him. Mm-hmm. Her uncle they cared 
because they were like, okay, I've got somebody's child. And I think they understand the magnitude of somebody trusting you with their child. Yes. And, you know, I'm terrified. It's like, oh, Lord, they're going to see all the stuff that I see. <laughs> you know, that, and, and I think even in our first conversation, because I could tell that their house was very neat and orderly. <laughs> and her kids are younger. Okay. And I said, so how much experience do you have with a preteen, uh, slightly messy? Yeah. And she, you know, her eyes just get really big. I said, well, brace yourself because, you know, that's my one failure as a parent is to get them to pick up their clothes. And, and it's funny. So that's been an ongoing joke. And, you yeah. know, after the first couple of weeks, she's like, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. But he contains his mess. He, he's in the, their basement. So he contains it to the basement. And she just reminds him when the cleaning people are coming. Yeah. And he's like, at least he'll pick up his clothes then because he knows they'll clean up if they're not mess around. But it's been great. That's you great. have to communicate i mean there's such a level of trust because they're helping you to raise your child so we've we've had tough conversations about rules and trying to balance between she's not trying to take over as mom Mm -hmm. but i'm not i'm not also not shutting her out of anything you know she she knows as much about him as i do Mm -hmm. we talk and i don't think he knows how much we talk (laughs) and what we talk about but you know there's a point where we were triangulating (laughs) to make sure everything was because i teenagers do teenager things so we had to triangulate and she's like this is good practice for when her kids get to that age so it's been a really wonderful experience yeah we got off he he, this is second family first family didn't work out and that was scary because that was his first (laughs) his first time away from home and there were lots of calls in the middle of the night Mm. I hate it. It's funny. It's like, do you want to come home? He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> soccer's, the soccer's great. Right. You know, the relationship right. he was able to build even before he was with the first team yeah. with the academy yeah. players, just the support mm-hmm. there and the, the kids that were there with him, mm-hmm. that was enough to keep him. Even though the home situation wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. the soccer part of it kind of yeah. built him up and to have that relationship with like, John Perry and Roomba, where they were there supporting him. Mm-hmm. The lines of communication were open. That's great. So that that really helped us too. Even when things didn't go right, mm-hmm. I still felt like I could go and say, "This is not, you know, this isn't it." Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, everything they said that they wanted to do with him mm-hmm. or they were going to, it happened. And even when it, you know, when it wasn't working out, it was still open. Like, hey. We have to do this or that, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. okay, that's fine. As long as we can talk about yeah. it, we're good. That's awesome. That's really good. So, um, mm-hmm. I'll talk about a couple, um, I guess, a unique experiences. So, your your, um, what was it like making that first experience, first appearance mm-hmm. for sporting? I think it was I have here July twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen, mm-hmm. and then a week later getting to start and getting the game game winning assist <laughs> with a. Pretty sick touch. Um, so, what was that like? I mean, yeah. expe- but explain to everyone kind of what that what that feels like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty special, you know. Mm. It's it's you know, I've been, I think before that game, I've been on the roster many times, like, like five or you know four or five times. And you know, you'll it's different. You know, you're on the bench and you're you know warming up and all the adrenaline. I think that's when I get most nervous yeah. when I'm not starting and you know warming up and you know you're just waiting to see who's getting called that was the worst part and it's the you know it was my first time you know on the on the bench at home and you know obviously the nerves are running high and you know he always comes over or the assistant comes over and you know they'll call your name and you never can hear who it is because it's so loud <laughs> so, kind of, so like everybody's like waits everybody stops warming up and looks up 
and nobody knows who he's pointing to, so everybody kind of like steps forward until <laughs> he says, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to step forward. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, you know, I'm not used to going in. Yeah. So everybody else goes up, and he's like, no, no, Lucio. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, losing that game too. It was three, three, one. I yeah. think so. We're losing. You know, I'm 15 or 16 years old, and and you know, I've been thinking about the moment, but it never puts it into you know. It's not the same. When sure. you get on, you put your jersey on, they call your name, and you go out there. But you know, I mean, I think that was the worst part. Just the warming up, putting yeah. the jersey on, getting ready to go on. Yeah. And once I got on, it was. I mean, it was fine for me it was yeah. the same as just a normal normal game yeah. i mean obviously the crowd and stuff but you know you learn to factor that out mm-hmm. and obviously the level's a lot higher mm-hmm. but i mean it's just another game of soccer for mm-hmm. me and you know i enjoyed it and i mean i don't think we won that game but it was awesome just being it's, there. it's really cool yeah talk about your experience now just um having your trip with the 17s the u.s team in brazil right um talk about that experience and um what that's like in that yeah. environment yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, I, every time I played with the national team at the youth levels, it's it's pretty special. It's an you know it's an honor to play for your country, even though it's not the, the men's national team, and especially representing them at a World Cup. It's mm-hmm. the the biggest thing at the youth level. It's the best tournament you can play in, mm-hmm. and I mean, didn't go the way we wanted, but it's a good experience for all of us and you know i've known known those guys for you know three four years yeah. so we've always talked about when we were 15 you know we're going to be playing in the youth world cup like the other guys yeah. like you know josh Sargent and all mm-hmm. them so you know it's pretty special and it was awesome once we we got on the field and and those are you know some of my best friends so yeah. it's like you know you're reaching your goal with the guys you started with yeah. so that was pretty special you know you know, playing professionally, you have to make new friends, yep. and you know you don't really know everybody. You yep. move to new places, so it was pretty cool that you know I'm also learning how to do that, but I also have the same support as when yep. I started. You yep. know, started getting to the, to where I wanted. To be. And would you say those players over you know four or five year time frame has the the group that you've been with with the national team been pretty consistent, or has have there been is there some change, and how does that look throughout the, yeah. the years? Um, yeah, it's definitely change a little bit you know obviously you never know what's gonna happen at a young age mm-hmm. you can shoot up yep. go down you never know but i think you know the core group has stayed there so you know me Gio Reyna, george Bello. there's been many guys who just you know stayed and continued the path and they you know eventually signed professionally at you know homegrown they signed in europe and you can tell you know that, you know that they they really love the game too mm-hmm. so once you, I mean, that's how they determine the core group, really. You know, they can see that you still love it, yeah. and they can see how you're going to progress. And, you know, obviously there'll be some players who kind of go down or kind of go up, and, and you know, it's it's definitely changed with the past two years, but I think the there's been the same at least seven or eight guys yeah. who have been in and out, mm-hmm. and I think that was pretty special because usually it's not it's not like that. You have, you know, one or two guys right. who stay, and the rest are just new guys yeah. who shooting up. But I think our group was special because we had, um, you know, many guys who've known each other for a while. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you get the chance to meet those other families at that oh, yeah. level? <laughs> yeah, it started out that way when they would go mostly to Florida. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty yeah. easy trip for us mm-hmm. to make. And it's just, it's nice to be with families that kind of understand exactly what you're going sure. through. Yeah. You know, if they help, especially like with with school and trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And I think he was a little bit different because I think of most of the players that he was there with, he was just about the only one that left home because all the other players had MLS academies in their area. So it was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But when, like, for example, with school, it was so hard getting the right fit. Mm -hmm. 
So eventually he just finished his GED okay. online. But I had support from like George Bellow's mom. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked a lot mm-hmm. and uh, Jalen's Lin- Lindsay's mom talked, mm-hmm. you know, talked to her mm-hmm. and it was like, well, we did this and this is what you can do. And yeah. this is the bonus. This is the minus. Yeah. And so it was good to have that, that group yeah. of parents that, you know, I can just call, you know, Absolutely. hey, you know, and then it's nice when we FaceTime when he's away, you know, they're hanging out. They are just regular teenagers yeah. hanging out. Yeah. So they're in the room, hotel room, <laughs> playing video games. And it's just, hi, Miss Bizio. Hi, George. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. You know, so yeah. it's like just, it's like, you know, when he had his friends over at the house, yeah. except for, you know, yeah. they're in a hotel in Brazil. Sure. <laughs> That's really neat. That's all. It's awesome to have that peer group, right? Oh folks. yeah, so you can, yeah. You can, and I can I can tell the difference in. I mean, he loves sporting, but yeah. again, it's like having twenty older brothers sure. as yeah. opposed to going to with yeah. a national team where with you're your with peers. people your age, and yeah. it's just a relief. And I'm so glad that he got that time mm-hmm. because to look at his schedule because like when we go visit him in Kansas, he's he's still playing, so yeah. he's still he's still working. Sure. So to see that he has the same responsibilities that I have as an adult. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it, you know, and he's doing it well. So yeah. it's like I'm in awe of that you were able to do that. Yeah. So that, you know, that just kind of confirms, yeah, this was the right That's move right. because yep. he's doing it, you know, and his coaches or his teammates would come up to us, you know, unsolicited. He's doing great. How is he so mature? And they give him that t- that mix of, you know, of kind of parenting, but also buddy. Because, you yeah. know, they, they definitely teach him stuff I wouldn't want my 17-year-old to know <laughs> or do. But so yeah. far, so <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so you said your, your father's from Italy. Um, and I think I read somewhere that that would mean that you have dual citizenship. Yeah. What would happen if... The Italian Federation called you. Um, definitely. I, I mean, I'd look at it for sure. But mm-hmm. you know, I played for the U.S. ever since you know, yeah. been, been you know, fifteen. So I think, yeah. I think it'll take a lot of pursuing. But <laughs> yeah. you know, as of right now, and right now, I, that I see my future is also you know the U.S. team, yeah. just because you know, born and raised That's in the right. U.S. I know it's all good. my friends. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still pretty special. <laughs> that they showed interest. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so the la- kind of last question before we're going to do some uh, quick fun questions mm-hmm. to finish things no. out. Um, you talked in one of your interviews um, that I watched about needing to do certain things to reach your goals. You've mm-hmm. had to move away from home. You've yeah. had to, you know, those type of things. Well, you know, you've already accomplished so much at a, at a young age. Like, what's what's your next goal? Yeah. Um, well, we're talking short term. We have the season, MLS season coming up, and you know I want to be a consistent starter. And you know last year I think I started you know nine or ten games, and you know appeared in twenty two. And you know I want to make it to where I'm starting twenty games and getting mm-hmm. two thousand minutes. And you know obviously I want to be a big, I want to impact games. So you know getting goals and assists, and and that's always the hard part for for a young guy really. You know it's easy to get in there, you know score a goal, but then you know just kind of sit the bench, come in a little. Bit. So I really want to make the next jump of being a starter mm-hmm. and scoring and getting assists and really affecting the game. Yeah. And then you know eventually I've always I mean I've been really open about it and I mean I want to go to Europe at mm-hmm. some point mm-hmm. and you know and you know it's my goal ever since I signed professional for sporting I've always had it in the back of my head that this is where I am now and yeah. I'm 100% committed to that. Yeah. But at some point I don't care when I don't care how old how mm-hmm. young at some point I want to make it to Europe yeah. and that's. In the end, that's my goal to play there. Awesome. That's really great. Um, 
So I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. They're really not that hard, but we're going to go for it. So, okay. <clears throat> Your favorite food? Um, pasta ragu. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite stadium you've played in? Uh, LAFC's or like Monterey's, the Mexican team. Okay. Won the Champions League. That was crazy. Awesome. What um, stadium would you want to play in that you haven't played in yet? Uh, San Siro. All right. Um, do you have a favorite band or musician? Uh, musician? The Weeknd, probably. The Weeknd? All right. What's your favorite video game? Right now, Madden. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's the most influential coach or coaches that you've had? Um, well, Peter's probably number one just because I've you know, been around him. He's been big. And, um... I don't really know. I've had a lot of young coaches when I was younger. Yeah. I didn't really think of it that much. Yeah. Probably just Peter's the most influential because it's a professional, I guess. Yeah. And what, this is kind of a tougher one, maybe a bigger one, but what inspires you? Um, I think, I mean, it may sound a little basic, but my family, <laughs> but um, I think probably my brother is probably the biggest one just because of you know he he was I think he was a really special player when he was you know my age mm-hmm. and obviously he didn't have the same opportunities that I had mm-hmm. and I really think that even if he was you know if he had if he was you know the same age as me now mm-hmm. I think he'd have the same opportunities yeah. that I got yeah. so it's kind of kind of me kind of showing that you know you can that you know this could this could be us and yeah. you know it's, I'm kind of doing it for him yeah. and living, you know, both of our dreams out, and sure. you know, hopefully he can still still make it. Yeah. But you know, it was, it was kind of him that showed me this path, and if he had the same opportunities, I really think he could have done the same. So yeah. it's kind of me, you know, just kind of living our dreams out. That's awesome. Well, I I really appreciate you guys' time yeah, spending awesome. with us today. <laughs> I mean, um, it, I think it's going to be great for our families to hear about mm-hmm. your journey and um, want you to know that we, as a, as a club, are always going to be here for you and, and supporting you, whether you're with um, sporting or anywhere else in the world. Um, we wish you uh, continued success in everything, and we're real proud of you and really appreciate your perspective as a mom. And, um, and I love um, the way you've approached this as a family, and I think we all have um, things to learn from that as, as parents, and, and I hope that it's been super helpful for our families to hear about that. So thank you guys so much, and um, you know, best of luck. Yeah, thank but, you. All right, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today on the NC Fusion podcast. Um, We'll see you next time. Go Fusion! For additional information, please visit our website, follow us on Facebook, and subscribe to this podcast.